welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Confessional. This is Mike Moran. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we are here with another confessional quarantine edition, and I am I am joined by co-host from the band War on Women. We have Sue Warner. Sue, how are you? What's up? How's how's uh, any word on your band's uh, new record? Is that um, we talked about what like the first like single should be? Oh, really? Did bit. you decide? Uh, I think I think so. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, uh, but it's not one of the first three songs on the album, is it? I think it might be the third. Uh, okay, that's acceptable. It was always bad news when you'd buy a CD and the first three songs were the first three singles. You know, right, 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 right. I guess so. You know, sometimes it's cool when the first one is. When the first song is the first single? Yeah, but, ah, well, I don't know, whatever. Sometimes. But if they have to put all the good stuff right up front, then it's probably not that great of it. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Anyway, thanks for uh, co-hosting today, Sue. Uh, Of course, to listeners, if you'd like to participate in Confessional, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, We would love to see you. We're Confessional Podcast at everything. And today, Sue... We have a very special episode. Do you know why? Uh Uh-uh. We are discussing scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, man. The three classic books. Every kid grew (laughs) up terrified of these things. You know, it's like, I I feel like whenever somebody, like, around our age, like, just hears that, like, you just immediately get get an image uh, in your head, you know what I mean, of, like, one of the drawings. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Whichever one traumatized you the most. Right, right. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to be talking about those drawings an awful lot today, Sue, because you know who we have as guests? I think so, we but have, I'll let you tell. We have the authors, or I'm sorry, the author and the illustrator of Scary Stories, A Tribute to Terror. Oh, my gosh. Which is, in essence, a Scary Stories 4, part 4. They only made three of them. Mm. Uh, you're reading the intro to this, this book, the, these gentlemen had the same... Uh, sadness I had as a child that a part four never came out. So they made their own. Um, and that, of course, is called Scary Stories, A Tribute to Terror. It's found at www.scarystoriestribute.com. Please welcome to the show, Sue. Kurt Tuckfield and Shane Hunt. Hey, guys. Hello. What's up? Thanks for coming by the confessional. Good to be here. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Uh, can you tell us uh, a little bit about your book and where we can where we can find you and all the all the other things you're doing. Well, the book is basically an attempt to do a new scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, Alvin Schwartz, the author, mm-hmm. and Stephen Gamble, the illustrator, they both kind of, you know, Alvin Schwartz died 30 years ago, and Stephen stopped doing this style and kind of renounced it about 30 years ago. So really, was, what did that, he find Jesus? Yeah, I don't know. I think he, I think he. It, he <laughs> realized that uh, it was really controversial and might have been just nightmare fuel and he didn't want that to be his legacy just scaring children so even though wow. he was like the king of that but uh right. yeah i was i was actually doing the uh sorry to cut in Kurt. i was doing the animations for the scary stories documentary 
And early on, they sent a letter oh. to Stephen asking him for, you know, this is your last chance to do an interview and to oh. come out of height, you know, wherever you are and, and talk to your fans. And all we got, all we got back was a letter that said, Stephen Gamble wants nothing to do with scary stories to tell in the dark ever again. Whoa. Whoa. Well, that's a scary story right there. Yeah, you got to yeah. write a story around yeah. why he wants to talk that? about yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's crazy. Um, yeah. It, that was I, I kind of have nightmares about running into him and I, I don't know how he would react to this if he hates it so much like it would be an interesting experience to actually meet him because he's such a mysterious do you know if he's aware of it or not I have no idea no one knows anything about him really like he's wow. a, he's such a recluse it's like he, he's given Weird. he's given like one description of his life once and that's it there's no there's no interviews or opinions or anything so wow. He's very mysterious. Wow! But we knew that uh, this there wasn't going to be any more of this kind of thing. Uh, there's been a, a, a few people who've tried to do it, do something like it, but it's never uh-huh. been, it's never been um, a perfect emulation. So we we wanted to make right. we wanted to make one that basically fooled ourselves into thinking it was the fourth book. We wanted we wanted it to be mm-hmm. if we didn't know better, we would think it was that we were in our elementary school library and there was a fourth book. Right. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. where the idea came from. Okay. We want, I want to make it clear, this is not technically an official fourth Scary Stories right. in the Dark book. This is a fan tribute. It's a fan project. Mm-hmm. Um, the, sto- the family it's of like the Alvin Book of Schwartz. Mormon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the family of um, Alvin Schwartz was actually really supportive of this project. And oh, they, my God, cool. that's great. They even bought a couple copies when it Whoa, finished. that's so, awesome. But, you know, tech, we just want to make sure it's, it's clear that it's technically not an official sequel or anything like that. It's just a it's a love letter. Right. 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 Yeah, when, that's um, so cool. Back in the uh, a couple years ago, I, I was having, like, these really vivid dreams where I would go into a library, and I, I, I saw the three books on the shelf, and there was a fourth book, you know, that didn't exist. And I opened it up and saw all these, these, uh, illustrations and these titles. And I, I was really like, how can I bring this back into the, the real world? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. hold on to this and wake up. And then I thought, Oh, that, no, I can't do that. It's impossible. And then later I was, <laughs> you said that in your dream. Yeah. And then later I was, I was <laughs> like, well, maybe it is possible. Uh, and Shane and I, I had this moment where it just kind of synced up and the planets aligned and we we're like, why don't we just make it ourselves? Like we could do it. That's great. We knew it would take forever, but and it did. It took like right. four years to do it, but that's where it it started. That is so. Uh, I love that story about the dream. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just because, like, you know, I some people like that. I you know, like like Brooks, for, the guitar player in my band, is always like, oh, I I made it to this cool riff in my dream last night. Uh-huh. You know, and then he'll like play it like. Because he remembers it, and I'm and I'm I'm always so jealous of people <laughs> that can do stuff like that. I know my dreams are all like uh, I'm pumping gas or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, or it's, like I have a test. Our, our uh, my band, our new album, we have I probably have ten songs I put on there that were written that way. So oh, yeah, wow. It's, wow. it's it's a really good way if 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 uh, if it ever happens to come up. With Interesting. Stuff. Are are you like a lucid dreamer? T- do you do you try to induce these things? <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> I just did. I just did another uh, another interview that was about three hours long, just about m- me doing a astral projection and lucid dreaming. So yes, yeah, I didn't. No I, I didn't mean Whoa. to. I didn't mean to laugh at your question, Mike. Sorry, it's just Curtis. Curtis That's all right. Uh, I'd laugh at me too. <laughs> He's just got 
this crazy background of his dream, his dreams and how they've impacted him in his life and stuff. So, yeah, if, in this, oh, in this, in this book, <laughs> the first chapter, it, it's called nightmares and it's right, actually right. all based on, uh, the earliest dreams I had as a kid, the earliest nightmares. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And those were scary. You had the, uh, the evil grandmother, right? Yeah. That was, Grandma, that yeah. was when I was like six. And then, and then it, it, you dreamt it just like that. Exactly like that. Wow. Um, and then you had the, the one with the, the boy going the, the bike up the cliff. Yes, that was that was uh, that's one that a lot of people I've noticed, like a lot of people like they think that's either the scariest story they've ever heard or they don't understand right. it at all. Because, yeah, it is, it's it, the it, most it, abstract of them. Yeah, it's very based on dream logic. But, yeah, those are those are all like that. Mm hmm. I found I found that one just like unsettling right, for a right, reason. Yeah. You know that was like it, it, it. I think it was. <laughs> I consider that that story a success. I would yeah, say. I think so. Too. That's good. Yeah. I, I like that you pushed that you pushed the envelope a little bit with with things like that. You know, you we, didn't. You, we, we didn't want to be too safe. You mean? Yeah, yeah. The original mm -hmm. books uh, mm -hmm. have a lot of uh, jump stories, and we right, they also right. have they also have some more surreal stuff like the drum and. These these mm. kind of weird ones. Oh, we went. I went more in that direction because I thought it was just scarier uh -huh. to me. I thought it was more right, right, yeah, a little more uh, yeah. Rod Serling esque. Sure, sure. The, which one was the drum? Was that the girl that, that had like uh, it's wishes about these, or something? It's about these two kids who are um, this this like gypsy girl says that they she'll give her this crazy like mechanical drum if they misbehave and they start yeah, acting very yeah. bad and in the end. Their mother replaces their uh, their mother is replaced by some weird freak, and it's it's all about yeah a, with a wooden tail. Yeah, yeah it's all about like tail. abandonment and like a it's a weird <laughs> dreamy kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That had I think that had uh, two pictures in it, didn't it? Didn't it have like the one with? It I think had it had a, the cover picture from yeah, the second one. It had a big one. full uh, like two page spread in it. Awesome. Are you guys uh, are are you gonna work on a sequel or what are you doing next? Well, this man, this like, project took us four years to do, and it was just—it <laughs> was such—it was such a emotionally and mentally and physically exhausting project. Sure. Right now, we're just sitting back and okay. reveling in the, the finished product of it. Right. So we're not it, even it, it really, about it. you guys, it really is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. It really, it looks. It's you. you know. It, yeah, I feel like you captured. You know, just like the, the, I don't know, the feel of the book itself, which yeah. I feel like is sort of as important right, as right. The, what's written. And in just it. the well, fact that you, you had this, you had a dream and you made it happen, and it yeah. took four years, but you still got the finished product. Like, yeah. That's what it's that's hard what to do life's that. all about. We also made I mean, it a lot of it twice really was. Oh, we also yeah, made yeah, it twice yeah. as long as the original book, so it sort of is a, like four and five. It, it are I'm, when people right. ask, "Are you going to make a sequel?" I'm like, uh, "It has the sequel in it." Like, it's twice yeah, it's should have held something back. <laughs> yeah. Should have released it in two parts, like uh, Superman the movie. Yeah, I mean, we did it. We did everything we could to make it feel as much as a perfect scary stories experience as possible. Everything from the correct margin size to the correct font mm. size and line oh, yeah. number of yeah. lines on the of text on oh, the page. Great. The exact same mm. fonts, everything. Yeah. So, and yeah. that's paper. partly why it took so long. Even the paper. Yeah, we we went to a paper supplier and spent a long time looking through papers, and finally found just the right paper that would 
that would have that yeah, kind we, of old-fashioned yellowish cool. hue we to it. We were stuck it, on so. paper that's... for months. Wow. <laughs> that's, that, I'm glad you guys really took the time to put all the excruciating detail into it. Kurt this. would have it no other way. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, we got, we got. If you're gonna do something like this, you better do it right. Sure, absolutely. There's, there's so mean, many like, emulations that are kind of like off these days, or like sequels, mm-hmm. that, or they didn't really understand the source material. We're like, I don't want to be one of those people. Right. Oh man, it's like that's that that's so cool that you I don't know track down the typeface and the you mm-hmm. know and like mm-hmm. the like scale and the margins. You know, do you do you like have any experience with publishing? Yeah, like, I, I do. I've published a few books. Um, oh yeah, just That's art awesome. books and stuff. And so I, I had experience with Adobe software suite. I used InDesign to put it all together and stuff. So, wow. Cool. Well, that looks it looks really good. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> everybody should everybody should get it. Get this book if you're into this type of thing, which I guess you probably are because I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you weren't. For my <laughs> wonderful personality and humorous quips. Oh. A lot of people uh, see it again, and they could... think it is the book. They think it's the original. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's kind yeah. of a problem, Almost, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a problem because everyone says, "Oh yeah, I remember this book," or "I have yeah, this book." Right, I love right, this. Right, book. right. No, yeah. this, this is the new one. Buy it. <laughs> was, was there any legal concerns? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, early on in the very first, we we were toying with names and titles, and we weren't even going to call it "Scary Stories" at first. Right. Um, but we decided if we have the word tribute in there and we make it clear mm-hmm. on all the online mm-hmm. marketing and stuff that it's a fan tribute and that it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not an official sequel or anything like that, then we should be okay. And once we talked to the Schwartz family and basically told them our project and our plan, and mm-hmm. they, they said as long as it's, you know, just kind of a, a little indie yeah. published thing then don't worry about it so they said may the schwartz be with you they said exactly. may the schwartz be with us That's exactly what he said <laughs> and e- e- even though we don't technically have like publishing rights to the scary stories of town the dark uh-huh. um we feel like we have the support of you know the fan base one and the schwartz family too kind of so awesome is there is there like um you know I, i'm sure there is but there's all these like fandoms that I'm like, oh yeah, of course that must exist, but I've never actually interacted with. Is there like a big like scary stories to tell in the dark like fan community? You know, I don't know point? of any yeah. strong community. It's just kind right. of a bunch of disparate right. cells of people in different groups. It's right now the vast majority of our sales are coming out of California. So I don't know, maybe Huh. Yeah, there, there's... Maybe maybe it's LA people buying it to make a movie out of it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a, a lot of cults there too. There's definitely a, a big following for the original books. Like, there's a ton of people who who remember it in some way, and then yeah. of those people, there's a lot that are just kind of that are really into it. I mean, do you know of like a single horror director in their 30s or horror writer who wasn't influenced by scary stories? Seriously, I mean, yeah. Actually, yeah. it's funny. Oh, go ahead, Kurt. No, you go ahead. Go well, ahead, it's Jane. funny that Sue, <laughs> go ahead, Kurt. <laughs> it's funny that Sue Sue mentioned um, people wanting to make a movie. We actually had a guy come to us a few months ago, um, and he offered to produce a film based on our book, and Whoa. it was a disaster. Oh no! <laughs> it was worth it. We, it was worth it was, it was worth, worth the experience it. of it like talking hilarious. to him and everything. Right. 
But oh, once you, we realize you, how how incompetent of a director, can we get one anecdote? Kurt, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> well, I would just I would say that um, he was the real life Ed Wood, and I I suddenly realized that. Nice. We both had to watch Ed Wood that night that we realized this. And we're like, <laughs> like, oh my god, we we're like part of this that group that you see in that movie, like. That suddenly happened to us. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't want to like badmouth him too much, but at the same time, it's like I'm not going to name him, but you can look, you can find out. Right? Uh, he, he is. I've seen I've seen every episode That's... of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Every there's like 160 episodes. His best uh-huh. work right. that he gave us, the one that he said was his best work, was worse than any of those movies. And I was like, "Wow!" Oh, it was oh, a, it was geez. actually so oh, amazing. It was it was totally worth it to to just see. Wow. Probably right. We spent probably two or three days just talking, trying to figure out how in the world this guy even exists. Yeah. After I saw him, yeah. after I saw one what's, of his movies, what city is he from? Los Angeles. After I saw one of his okay. movies, I stayed up for I couldn't sleep for a whole day because I was just like, "Wow." <laughs> Wow, that was I can't, wow. <laughs> Part of me really wishes that uh, we went forward with it and had sure. just just some a crazy film based on our book. Just, well, because there would be another like, imagine how weird like the movie that he would have made about this. Well, shit yeah, exactly. Big, you know? <laughs> well, for one thing, it would have been a movie based on a book based on right. another book. <laughs> right. So right. it's kind of silly. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. All right. Well, let us jump into a listener confession. This is from Dave Rushton, uh, Chinchester, PA, Pennsylvania, Sue. So yeah, that don't look it. at me. Chinchester. Okay. Chinchester. Uh, Dave <laughs> says, awesome to read. I would constantly borrow that book out of my local library. And when I got my first paycheck ever from a job, I went right out and brought one of the few books left. I guess bought one of the few books left before they changed the drawings from Gamble. Gamble. They changed the. Yeah. yeah, they got rid of the. Well, for a period. The drawings they at one did, point. Uh, what's his name? Hellquist. What's I guess name? Cody. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they pulled a they pulled a new Coke for I a minute there. I had no yeah, idea of this. Brett, yeah. Oh, Brett. Brett Hellquist. Brett Hellquist. That was yeah. like the least popular Actually, he, decision Brett, ever. Brett Hellquist and I are both from. We both went to Brigham Young University. So <laughs> oh, technically, wow. technically, we're alma mater bros. <laughs> wow! Maybe you have similar uh, sister wives. He, he's oh, a, he's, yeah, he was. A, <laughs> he's a graduate of BYU's uh, illustration program. So. He's a good uh, illustrator, but you can't you can't just suddenly change that. Yeah, it has nothing to do with his skills. It's just that there's just no way that could possibly be. And it's interesting. He I, mentioned I, why did they do that? Like, do they? Is that I the thing probably, that's it's done? Probably because of the controversy. It's, it's because of the, yeah. It's because they were seen as too controversial to. To parents, I mean, it was the, scary stories to tell in the dark were the the most banned books in the nineties. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. right. So, I mean, they were controversial, and Kurt and I have talked about this a lot. Like when when we were putting our book together, we had to decide: is this something we want to be read by seven, eight, nine year old kids? Is that appropriate mm-hmm. for them? And we, it was a hard question because the original books, although technically they're called children's but i mean they were in the scholastic school fair right mm. oh but, yeah that's where i found book fair but so many kids were freaked out maybe sure. to the point of being traumatized by them and so we have yeah to be careful i mean i uh, yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, my my experience with scary stories was, I, you know, I remember like reading them. I got one, and I was sitting on top of the stairs at home alone before anyone else got home after school. Did you ever have that period where there was like your siblings weren't home yet, and your parents weren't home yet, oh, yeah. and you're all alone in the house? Oh yeah. And I uh, and I was just like reading them, and then I like looked around, and I was like, I can't do this. Like this is just too too frightening. <laughs> and I had to run downstairs to like where it was brighter. Yep. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but but at the same time, uh, kids like love that. They're just like because yeah. it's kind of like this forbidden fruit. Like, sure, it was a weird sure. thing. Like, I, I mean, you know, like it, it it's so weird because it's. I feel like it's just, just like so different now. Like when we when I was a kid, there were like only, there was like a limited number of like things that I could look at. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there were like I uh, had some books, you know, and mm-hmm. I had like yeah, you'd read them a hundred times. Yeah, and I had like you know a couple VHS tapes, and you know I had yeah. a Nintendo. You know what I mean? But, like you know an obelisk. I, yeah, right. But but like you know you ha- you I the books that I liked, I read like five hundred times each. Absolutely, you know, and yeah. you, they just like kind of become a part of you, you mm-hmm. know, or yeah, something. And that's like a big issue now with kids because now it's like they watch a few seconds of this and a few seconds of that, and they're oh, they're distracted it's a nightmare by this. For me. And it's like how I can have they ever four really young absorb kids. anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. have four young kids, and it's Whoa. just a nightmare for me to see what they're consuming because when we were young, everything we were consumed was kind of, I don't know, it was curated, you know, by professionals. Mm-hmm. For it sure. was, it mm-hmm. was something worth our time. It was worth kids' times, you know, and it was deemed worthy by professionals. Now, <laughs> anything, I mean, my kids are, they could listen to any album. They could watch any movie that's you know, <laughs> appropriate. And they choose to yeah. listen to some random crappy YouTube uh, remix right. of another crappy like Roblox song. I'm just, <laughs> oh well. this is, I'm, I'm dying here. It's killing me. And so I have to make every effort to try to introduce them and show them great stuff. But it's yeah, uh, it's, it, it's, it, that's, that's really gotta be hard, yeah. you know, like, like, uh, you know, uh, like you know how it was when you, when you find, you found, you found something that like, you were like, Oh shit, this is what I'm into now. You know, right. like, yep. you know, for me, oh, yeah. I was like down to watching one music video and I was like, OK, this is my, this is what I'm into, you yep. know, and uh, yeah, for and me, like, it was and, and, uh, Led Zeppelin song or music yeah. name. Yeah, it's, awesome. It, it gave awesome. you time to absorb that one <laughs> thing at a time without being distracted by a million other things instantly. Yeah. Yeah. OK, but what and, was your thing, Sue? Uh, it was um, well, <laughs> it was Happy by this band, Ned's Atomic Dustman, um, who were a band from the West Midlands of England in the early 90s. And they were a part of this like uh, thing called Grebo. Anyway, it was Grebo. basically what music was, was kind of, was kind of going to be like in England, uh, like alternative music before Nirvana came along. Oh, nice. And then Nirvana came along. Mm. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. So like, and you know, it's a type of thing where there's like a million bootlegs and stuff and you know, they have like, you know, but they they were like a alternative band that were like popular for 2 seconds right. in America. Yeah. You know. They oh, had yeah, weird the, 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 <laughs> No, I the name. Everyone knows who Neatomic Dust Band from England is. <laughs> Ned's Atomic <laughs> Dust Band. Grebo. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is cool. All right. Um so, Kurt, why don't you uh just 
tell us your your whole experience with scary stories and 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 maybe your favorite one and and why they were so influential on you well it has a lot to do with what we were talking about about being focused on one thing at a time back then and not having as many options like mm-hmm. when i i I went to the library, the school library, and I checked out the boxcar children, and that was, like, awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this other kid sitting, yeah. ne- sitting next to me had scary stories to tell in the dark, and I looked right. over, and, you know, this was before, the <laughs> si- this was before like, The Simpsons. Like, this was when, like, when The right. Simpsons wow. came out, you were, like, it, like, blew your mind. It's like, oh, my God, oh, that's so crazy. So when, when he saw yeah. something like this in the, you know, the 80s as a, uh-huh. you know, six- or seven-year-old, that's pretty radical. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, that was pretty extreme, especially in an elementary school. Like, sure. So once I saw that and started looking through the images and saw these just surreal, it, to me, it's, it was never, it was always about surrealism. Like I find mm-hmm. this book to be all about uh, abstract art and surrealism. And mm-hmm. once I, once I saw the art, that was it. Like I was just like, I got to have that. So I started hogging right. the books when they came out uh, <laughs> and just like I would have them in my backpack all the time. And eventually I got banned from checking them out because I was hogging them too much. <laughs> so they were a big part, a big part of uh, growing up. And it was just like one of those things that is such a, a part of that time for me that mm-hmm. I just couldn't really like let it go so. we're like your uh you know fr- your school friends or your peers or whatever like i'm sure like everybody had like read the book but some people were really into it you know <laughs> were, th- were there were there like other people oh like, yeah like that get like get, you know that were as into it as you probably not as i don't, I, I don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't know because i ended up being the person who did this so that's kind of like a, like right, a, yeah, yeah, I know, like how into it I was. The... but yeah there's there's sure. a lot they say that this book sold, I think it sold 7 million copies, but everyone I oh my know, God. everyone I know checked it out from the library. So how many, of those, really? Uh, I knew, I, how many people saw that for, like from just the library? Right. Sure. Right, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, as far as, I, I mean, think, I mean, seriously though, a lot of people's parents wouldn't buy this book for them. I had all three. You know? Like, you know, like, so did I. Yeah. There's a whole documentary about like, you know, that Shane worked on that, uh, is about how controversial it was and how. It was, yeah. yeah, there was like a big back in, in those days. It was all about, oh, Metallica, they're Satanists. They're, they bring <laughs> right. the, they bring right. the demons. in. oh, yeah. Yeah. It was the, a whole the thing. Satanic like, panic. Everything was about that. So these were definitely the satanic yeah. scare. It was called. Yeah. I, I think yeah. they, satanic mm-hmm. panic. That's it. I think they like mm-hmm. because they were in elementary school libraries. A lot of the time they just kind of flew under the radar. But when people. When oh, par- yeah, parents sure. Saw them, they, yeah, they freaked out. But as far as my favorite stories, like I said, I like. Yeah. I like the. I thought the drum was really scary. Um, I like mm. the bride, bed by the window. Oh yeah, I I'm, love the bride. I'm more into those than the jump stories because I think they're just scarier. Sure. And, Me too. Uh, more Me too. interesting. What was bed by the window? That was a, that was uh, three old dying men, right? Yeah, or two. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a spot by a window where they can the 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 oldest guy who's like closest to death can see this beautiful landscape and. The one guy wants it so bad that he kills him. He like poisons him, and then he gets <laughs> oh, so that man. he can get he can get that spot. And when he finally gets it, he realizes that it's just a view of a brick wall. And the guy was lying, and he killed <laughs> he killed him for nothing. That's that's an interesting. Uh, that's more of well, a, a not only thing. Not uh, only was he lying, he was he was actually 
very yeah. kindly making up things to try to help his friend. And so oh my that makes God. it even, that was even more uh, ironic and sad. So, uh, yeah. no, that's so dark. Yeah. It's, it's uh. kind of like I shot an arrow into the air that, that episode of the Twilight Zone. Something like uh, that. Yeah. Which episode was that? Uh, that's the one where they uh, crash land on a different planet and it turns out to be uh-huh, Earth and he, uh-huh. kills, he kills his friends for for water, even for though they're water. Just, like, right next yeah. to the, they're actually right next to a, a town the whole time. And it was like, all- I remember the, <laughs> I read the story that that was based on. Um, I don't know if I ever saw the Twilight Zone movie. Like a Ray Bradbury or show. story or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember the ending of it. And I was like, it was like, my, just remember that feeling of my heart sinking, you know, I don't, yeah. I, I won't spoil it for you, Mike. Okay. Um, well, they already told it. It is. It no, is I, like I know most Twilight Zones. I don't know why I don't know that one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he like goes over like a rot, like a rise, and he sees like electrical wires. Yeah. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh. what I mean? This and whole time like, he thought he was like on Mars, you know, or whatever. Not like, very good uh, astronauts if they can't even tell. <laughs> well, they were terrible <laughs> astronauts. Way indiscipline. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could tell Mars just by the color of the sky. <laughs> maybe it wasn't Mars. You know, Mars, maybe no. it. It maybe it was another. They planet. thought it was Mars right. in the show. At, but. at the time, right. at the time, people hadn't really done all space exploration, so it was such a mystery that you could basically uh-huh. say anything about it. Right. So he. So why did he kill the other people to eat them? No, for their water. Oh, okay. Because there was I a see. limited supply. Right. So that's right. a great episode. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we're segueing into that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into another listener submission. This is from Dawn Baston, New York, New York. After seeing it in 1990 as a nine-year-old, nothing could beat that. They had good stories, though. I didn't realize that there were 82 stories in all, but the two I remember clearly are Thumpity Thump and The Big Toe. The Big Toe was about a kid harvesting a big toe to add to his family soup, and Thumpity Thump was your classic poltergeist activity with a crazy ending. Here's uh, that big toe really freaked me out. Yeah, the big toe really freaked me out too. Why? I don't know. If they're going to cannibalize the corpse, why didn't they just eat the whole thing? Why just the toe? That's it's scarier cool. that way. Right. <laughs> it's really know. surreal. It's kind of a dream logic thing, really, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, it doesn't make uh-huh. sense. It actually. resonates with us. It's, and it's they cut the toe in three pieces, which never made sense to it's me. It's interesting. Right. Yeah, I've, I always figured that would be hard to do. <laughs> it's interesting people's choices as their of their favorite stories because they're all totally different. Like I would never pick the big toe. Like really, I no. Like the big toe is a classic. It's, it's a classic, iconic, but it's not yeah. like there's way scarier and more interesting right. stories. But every it turns out that like everyone has a different perspective on that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's just people like, oh, I hate that story. It's dumb. They're like. Other people were. That's my favorite story. We try. I tried to do mm. a survey about this book about what people liked, and it was just like everyone had a completely different. Uh, oh, that's a good sign. So yeah, it was like that's a good sign. It, if it just shows just you how how, how fear and the interest in horror is very based on your own perception, and that it's always different for everybody. Absolutely. I think the things that I tend to gravitate towards, and I was kind of noticing this when I was uh, like checking out your book, uh, is like the stuff that doesn't show the scary thing. 
It just leaves you to think about it and mm. imagine it. You know mm. what I mean? Like, you know, somebody getting stabbed with a knife or whatever. Like, uh, I guess that's scary, but like, I don't know. The, the like, uh, the I think my favorite story from that I read from your your guys's book uh, was the one about the roller coaster. Yeah, that was incredible. Uh, clipping, clipping. Yep. Yeah. And uh, like, it, and, and and because you don't. All you, you know what I mean? It's like you don't. There's no. You don't see the action. You know what I mean? You don't see the. You just right, get the, left to imagine dread, it. Which yeah. and and like I feel like, you know, my brain is really good at like imagining right. bad right. stuff. Speaking yeah. of speaking of that story, were you influenced at all? Sue recently showed me a video of the suicide by Jacob Geller, who's a good to, YouTuber. Yeah, that someone what? wants to create. This guy wants to create oh. like a a death. Roller coaster for dying people to be able to go out like doing something fun. Okay, he, he, he wants not, to do it, or he's just it's just no, a, no. Look, idea. it was like a design project. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he okay. bought like a he's he's like kind of like a engineery kind of yeah, person, right. but is, like, it, is it is it like an art project or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, it's designed to like give you like fatal G force. You know, yeah, I have, as it, I, have like, I have seen that. Um, that that came out a few years ago. This. The, the clipping was something that, you know, as a dream that happened to me, like, over 30 years ago, so. Wow. Like, mm. when I saw I, when I saw that that video later, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's a lot like my experience. Wow. Wow. So you could have come up with that. You're kicking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Already got the patent. Um, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Like, um, as scary... I think the thing that scared me the most, though, about that wasn't the roller coaster. It was like the the ride that they saw right before it. Um, yeah, that's, the, that's it's called bobbins. Yeah, yeah, bobbins, and and uh, that and I don't know. That just made me just uh, feel very sad. Or, I think I think you know what I mean. It was it was. I think what's scary, it, I, all those kind of things come from a a, pers- a child a perspective of childhood fear, and what was scary to mm. me was like as a child, I think is the idea that your parents would just like reject you or leave you like, you know, not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That is. I think that's really just like childhood abandonment and being alone, like loneliness and rejection. That to me is, is scarier than like monsters. And so there's, Mm -hmm. if you read that, you you see there's like a theme in the book of things like that, but that's probably. Yeah. I I remember having like, I remember having a nightmare as a kid where my dad, like, I found out he was secretly, like, a criminal who was pretending to be my dad Ooh. and, like, good. turned against the family, and it was terrifying. And that's, that's a, lot he, of, like, a lot of Kurt's stories in our book, even the ones that um, do kind of show the, the monster, you know, mm-hmm. um, even those are kind of couched in this psychological you know, terror of mm-hmm. your, sure. the kids are alone and the parents are downstairs or are upstairs mm-hmm. or they're downstairs, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's not always just, Ooh, a scary monster. It's always kind of couched in this deeper, right, more right. resonating childhood fear. I think absolutely. Yeah. it's better. Yeah. It's better for me to write as the, pers- in the perspective of, of a kid, like as a kid, I do that yeah. a lot because if I was an adult and there was, and I was with my adult friends and there was some, scary thing outside i would be we would be a lot more uh capable of getting some baseball bats and like taking it out <laughs> yeah, you know? like, yeah, be like, yeah let's let's go get the bastard like or yeah, just baseball kid, it's not it's way scarier because you're not gonna do that or like 
getting in your car and leaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just run away. <laughs> or just not believing it's happening. Right, yeah, knowing that monsters don't exist, too, <laughs> right. part of it, unfortunately. Um, so, Shane, why don't, you, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about your history with scary stories to tell in the dark and, and your favorite one? Sure. Well, I had a pretty similar experience with uh, history with Kurt as far as seeing it in my elementary school library and just being captivated by it. My mm. parents did actually buy it for us and we had all three of the house. And nice. I just, I mean, I absorbed those books. Uh, although I have to say I was never especially interested in the actual stories. I mm. definitely, I'd say 90, 95% of my interest in them was the art which, I'll be on if I can just jump in real quick. Yeah. I will. I will. I liked the stories, but I'll venture to say the the stories were like a six out of ten. The art yeah. was a ten out of ten. Yeah, that's how Sorry I felt. Interrupt. I even no, I, that's how I felt too, and and that's how I still feel actually. To be yeah. honest, they're they're. I'm not super interested in in the stories themselves generally, um, mm-hmm. but I mean it makes sense because I did end up being an artist, and and I. I mean, eventually my books dissolved and, and were lost to history. I don't know where they ended up, but I didn't think about it. I didn't think about scary stories again for many years until mm-hmm. I was in college and I was at a friend's house and he just had a copy of the treasury, which is all three books. Kind of yeah, I got that them. in my 20s. Yeah, yeah cool. Uh-huh. Well, I saw it on his bookshelf and it was just a, just a rush of nostalgia mm-hmm. and emotion and everything I had imagined and and remembered as a kid looking at those it all came back instantly Mm. and it was a very emotional experience for me and i actually i think i may have even cried when i was looking at it just because it reminded me so strongly of my childhood wow and he actually saw my reaction to it and he he was kind enough to give me that that, his his own his own copy of it i took it home and just a short time later, uh, Stephen King's It, the, the new It movie was announced. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I would, was just messing around on my new iPad Pro, and I decided, hey, I'm going to do a Gamel emulation. And so I hmm. um, did my best at kind of creating this scary clown face that was supposed to be It. And just put it out there and Kurt saw it. It's actually on page 212 of the book. If you want to look at it, <laughs> um, but Kurt saw it and he just told me, Hey, uh, I had this idea that I could write a story and maybe you right. could illustrate yeah. it and we could kind of emulate the scary story stuff. And eventually yeah. it came, it turned into let's do a full book. And right. so, yeah, that's basically had, it. Like, awesome. uh, had you drawn a, in any in anything approximating that style before? <laughs> no, and that's amazing. That's a crazy, weird part of this whole thing is that my style of art is very much influenced by, oh, like Bill Watterson, you know, Calvin and Hobbes okay. kind of stuff. Mm, so it's right. very cartoony and very mm. liney and and very simplified, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's totally kind opposite. of what I. Which is wow. the exact opposite of the art in right. these books. I mean, right. I had do I had messed around a little bit here and there. It's not like I had never done anything like sure. this. Um, I'd done some graphite renderings and stuff, but yeah, this to do this book, I kind of had to. Well, a big part of it was the digital tools that I hmm. had access to, mm-hmm. um, because before Photoshop and and Pro Procreate app on the iPad, I. I 
I wouldn't have any idea how to do this because Stephen Gamble mm. is like we said, he's kind of a recluse. He doesn't talk mm. about or show mm. or do any kind of display of how he creates this stuff. So, um, yeah, I basically just had to figure it out from scratch, and yeah. it, oh, I had so, to... so so like you didn't because I, I feel like he he does like so much like with like sh- the shading, you know, um, and like uh, just like how like he, he does these like you know very subtle like gradients and stuff yes. like that, and like oh, yeah. you know I, I I like draw a little bit and but not yeah I'm not good or anything, but sure. like but like I was you know I. I'm like, man, I don't know how to do this. How do you do this stuff? Okay. I'm like, and I looked on, I looked on, and it, I like looked on the internet, and there's like, okay, well, you take the pencil, and then you did it, and I'm like, oh man, no. this is going to take forever. It was it was <laughs> a nightmare to figure out because I was I, I'm a professional artist, and I went to art school, and I learned all the art principles and design principles, and all the physics of light and how light and shadow work and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I had to unlearn. All of it. Hmm. Wow. Because, I mean, if you look through the Scary Stories illustrations that Stephen Gamble did, he doesn't use outlines. He doesn't use lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, very stringy. And very stringy. It's it's like, it's all gross and drippy. And and right. um, his light, the way he uses light and shadow does not emulate how the w- real world works. It's... Mm-hmm. You just, it's all about the design of it, not the physical accuracy of it. And so I had to completely change my brain, change my mind when I was doing this. And I mean, we did three or four versions of most drawings and up to 20 or 30 versions of other drawings, just trying to figure it out and adding layers and layers of, of different textures and fixing and adjusting and stuff. There's no way oh, I could wow. do it just purely traditionally with just watercolors uh-huh. and graphite like he does. There's just, I couldn't do it. So I, I'm so grateful for the tools that I had ac- access to, to make it possible to right. even emulate something remotely close. And I don't ever want to claim that it's a perfect emulation. It's just. Are there, you are did, there, you did a great job. Are there well, other you. artists that work in a similar style that you know of? Oh yeah. Um, Oh my gosh, dang it. I'll have to think of his name. Um, <laughs> this guy was um, hugely influential to me, and I, I'll have to think of his name. But um, I've never seen any Chad, 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 Chad Werrell. Chad Werrell, C H A D, Chad, W E H R L E. Check his work out, Chad Werrell. And he does okay. an amazing job, and he does do it purely traditionally. Um, I think he's he's not trying to emulate Gamel as far as subject matter and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. He's his stuff is a little bit more lighthearted and funny and kind of fun and generally, um, yeah. I mean, I highly <laughs> highly respect that. his work. He <laughs> he was a, actually a hard super, time imagining that right now. Right. Yeah. Well, he'll he'll he does lots of like fan art in this style. Right. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Oh, nice. But um, he was hugely helpful to me. Like. I asked him many questions about his traditional technique with graphite and stuff. Cause I did. Oh, end that's up, so cool. Oh yeah. He was really helpful. He, um, I did end up using traditional tools for pretty much every drawing in the book. What I would do is I would get it to a point where I was kind of happy with the composition and then I would recreate it with pure graphite. Hmm. And then I would Whoa. scan that drawing in and then I would further manipulate it with digital tools. So every drawing in the book is kind of a, 
Frankenstein's yeah. monster wow. of, right, of right. digital and traditional approaches. That's like a whole workflow. Yep. Right. It was, I mean, we're talking hundreds of hours just for yeah. one drawing. So, wow. so Shane, what was your favorite drawing in the old books? In the old books? Um, yeah. I think it's, is it number three, Kurt, that somebody fell from a loft? Is yeah, that in that, Scary Stories 3? That's in... Uh, more, I think. Oh, that was a scary drawing. That title alone scared me too as a kid for some reason. (sighs) Yeah, so you're looking at this. You're looking this guy in the face, and he's he's got his he's got his arms wrapped around somebody, and they're falling to their death. And this creature, whatever this monster, is laughing about it. He's so happy about it, and that the the composition of it, the face design everything about it just destroyed me as a kid something about mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. terrifying and yeah that's definitely my number one favorite from from the whole series but that's, then that's second best is probably just, yeah oh cool i didn't know that and then know. second would probably just be the cover of the original with the head coming out of the ground with the pipe oh yeah you know i always i i never really liked that cover honestly i was kind of disappointed that that was the cover for the first one Oh really? I found it like yeah, it just seemed like kind of sillier than than a lot of the other. I don't know. Like I I didn't like that it was so humorous looking. I liked the really sure. dark ones. You, you know? know, I I my per- perception of that drawing is that it's something that's really happening, and you're seeing this face mm-hmm. that's uh, growing out of the ground, and some uh-huh. somehow imagining myself in that situation, right? Surrounded by a grave. There's like a couple gravestones and like a cabin in the background yeah something about yeah, that cabin in, was terrifying imagining was like being there detail. and seeing a head coming out of the ground that's just smoking it was really terrifying <laughs> i always was it supposed to be a tree like i thought it was a tree turning into a skull oh, it's you might a weird, i don't know surreal it could be. Head. Mm-hmm. another cool thing about it is <laughs> if you look at the top of the head the front of the skull is like phasing out of reality which is a clue as to how weird Stephen Gamble's like approach is. Like he wow. does stuff like that a lot. Interesting. Another yeah. favorite of mine is uh, it's called the guest. It's on, it's in the first book actually. And it's, it's just a cabin. It's just a house. Mm. Um, but the design of it, yes. I could just stare at it for hours. Oh, it's is it? Unbelievable. Is it, is it this one? Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know if this is the one. I'm just like looking. It's on page 35 of the original book. Oh, I'm not looking at the That's books. The drum, I, oh, uh, I think I'm looking at the drum. The drum anyway. has like a burned out <laughs> yeah. uh, church on it, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it looks <laughs> like it looks girls. like that painting, Three Abby in the Oak Woods. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway. um, All right. Well, let us see here. This is uh, another one from, this one's from Baltimore. Laura from Baltimore. She says, Scary Stories is my favorite. I went to a live show reading from the books in D.C. this past Halloween. It was great, spooky fun. It was hosted at Crow and Crown Bar in D.C. The tables had many pumpkins to decorate with Sharpies. There was a tiny stage and a full movie screen behind the reader, so the illustrations were great. The reader dressed up as their character and went out into the audience for a little crowd participation. Also, they provided the books on the table. I leafed through and showed my friend some of my favorites, I forget how many they did. Six, maybe. They had a scare. They had the scarecrow one and the butcher one and the green ribbon, which was my favorite as a kid. Um, I don't think the green ribbon was in Scary Stories, was people, it? People think no. that the green ribbon is in Scary yeah. Stories, but it's actually in a, a different uh, Alvin Schwartz book. 
Right, right. Uh, what's it called? Something in a in, in a dark, dark room. Dark room. Yeah. Oh, so, that that is Alvin Schwartz, though. It's yeah, Alvin it Schwartz, but it's oh, I, I had that one. Gamel illustrating it, though. Right. Okay. Because we post a lot about our book and about scary stories, we end up reading a lot of comments from people just randomly commenting about the book, and a lot of them mention the Green Ribbon. Mm, yeah. It's so interesting to me that they're just yeah. kind of. Mandela effect. Yeah, it is Mandela for sure. Um, I did like that book too, though. I think I actually read that before Scary Stories. Did you read that one, Sue? I don't think I did. It had the guys with the huge teeth. Yeah. Okay. The teeth just kept getting bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Like like you asked someone for the time, and his teeth were really big. And then the next guy's teeth were even bigger. I mean, that sounds pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, there was so it sounds as silly as it sounds. It was just grotesque and does and, the, does the narrator's teeth get big too? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, <laughs> why not? <laughs> but I do remember drawing my own version of that as a kid oh, for some reason. Cool, cool. And I made the teeth like super, super huge, like the size of the person by the end. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a great book too. Um, all right, now two. What? What's your what's your history with scary stories to tell in the dark? Gosh, you know what? Like, I don't know if I even owned the books. Oh my um, goodness! But I definitely like got them out of the library, uh-huh. and my cousins had them. All right. So it was kind of like when we would when I, we would. It was kind of like it was almost kind of better because like. I knew I would get to see it sure. when we went to go see oh, our yeah, cousins. Was, yeah, that you know was what great. I mean? Like when something was in, in when there's low supply. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and it was like you know, I know, and I, I was like, well, you know, no matter how boring it is, I know I can at <laughs> least look at these books. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, but I, I mean, like the the art just just I, the the art stuck with me like much more than the actual right. stories did. Absolutely. Um, like I, you know, I I. Like looking back now, I'm like, yeah, some of these stories were really scary. They didn't stick with me like the art did, mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was. It. It was really. Uh, I don't know. I. I just like love seeing uh, a project like this, like that you guys made. Um, I don't know. It's like it, it makes me stoked. It Absolutely. Gives- <laughs> yeah, it's inspiring. It's inspiring you know? to see someone you- with. Uh, what's that? Oh, I was just gonna ask Sue. Do you remember your favorite illustrations out of our book? Just out of curiosity. Um, you know what? I'd have to like. I only just looked at it like today. Oh, and, so, and you also you also only got the digital copy of it. Yeah, too, so. yeah, but you know, like I was like really uh, into it. I don't know. I, so I can't, I can't tell you right now. <laughs> okay, right. I I would say maybe the puppet hands guy. Oh yeah. Okay. I love cool. that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I actually have the uh, yeah, I, the, uh, the graphite version of it right here with me. That's like it's oh uh, man the actual full graphite one. That's based on. Wow, it's awesome, man. That that that, that's awesome. Like, (laughs) uh, do like does it like uh, do you have to like worry about that stuff because it gets all smudgy, or do you like put it in a thing in a fixer or whatever? I I spray them all with fixative. Okay, and and uh, is that like permanent? You know what I mean, like (sighs) fixative. I mean, you can't erase you can't erase anything afterwards, but you can add things like you Mm. can add another layer of graphite or something. Right. Kind of. It's a little harder, but it's pretty much permanent, I'd say. Man, I wish I knew stuff about art. <laughs> okay. <It's> like, <laughs> no, 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 sorry. I know that's like probably is like such a basic question, you know, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, you were telling your story, Sue. 
Oh, well, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't really have like um <laughs> a story as such like because like I feel like the the books were for me just more of like an overall feel and like, you know, I don't right. know. I just I was just like loved scary stuff and, you know, um I I I, I used to read a lot, you know, like and uh there were these like I remember, I like read all these like Edgar Allan Poe stories when I was like seven, you know, mm. and I was like, t- and I was like terrified that there would be a pendulum when I woke up, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I remember thinking about that, like pendulum coming down on me. Um, but you know, I, I, like just like I don't know the, the the just the feel, the atmosphere. I just love kind of like uh, being able to be in that world mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. very weird shit <laughs> you know yeah, absolutely. that's a good, very unsettling <laughs> all right well uh any anything else we'd like to touch on before we wrap up curtain chain mm. where can we find your book again uh the book is at uh, scary stories tribute.com you can, you can oh, get cool. it there and we also did a we did an audio book with uh this guy aj dana who uh is a great voice actor he came uh-huh. out of, yeah, out of nowhere and was just like, was like, I want to do this. We're like, really? Cool. And that, so it's, you, can, it's, you can get that there too. The, uh, I mean, there was, I heard something on YouTube and it was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's him. He's a, yeah. he's just a consummate professional, unbelievably amazing actor mm. and performer. And he, yeah, great. he came out of nowhere and just said, hey, I wanted to be part of this project somehow is there any way i can contribute can i read a few stories or something and somehow it turned out it turned into a full-on audiobook of every story nice that is so cool yeah it is really cool. and in the process <laughs> i learned that editing audiobook is really hard and time consuming it's like here, oh, man. here's like hundreds of hours of dialogue like edit it into three hours it's like oh, oh god <laughs> yeah but it was yeah. a lot he doesn't it was just read the fun. stories <laughs> It was a lot of fun wow. hearing hearing uh, characters and sure. things that I had written, like just yeah, kind of yeah. for fun, come to life. You know, I'd always sure. been so obsessed with uh, voice acting. You know, like right. my whole life, and suddenly there was a voice actor bringing them to life, and that was magic. Nice. That was like a magical yeah. experience. Yeah, cool. I, I highly recommended. Highly recommended. Yeah. Any, anyway, the sure. book is available on the website, the physical copy, and I'm mailing them out myself from my house. So I'm just every, every chance I can get to the post office, I'll send it your way. Um, and then we oh, also nice. have a digital copy and then the audiobook. And we also right now are selling all three together for what was it, Kurt? Uh, I think we're doing uh, 25 for everything. Yeah. Nice. That sounds like a pretty good deal. 25 yeah. bucks for all three in a kind of a package. So, and the next, cool. like, that's awesome. For the next like week or something, uh, for a little while after you hear this, like the the books will all be signed. Like at a point, it'll well, it'll, nice. it'll be cut off, but like someone will get some signed books for sure if they do it right now. Mm. Kurt and I live Order about now. An hour. We live <laughs> we live a ways away. So. In the next ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that? Kurt and I live in different cities, and it's hard for us to get together to sign books. So that doesn't this doesn't happen uh, often. Okay. But. Okay, are you going to go on like a tour or anything at some point? World oh, tour, man. We're, we're doing a Once, t- Japan, the r- monsters. Going to be rock. like Motley Crue. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys come to Baltimore, uh, hit, hit us up because uh, I know of the the perfect bookstore. Yeah. For oh, nice. you guys to do a talking. Anyway, yeah, yeah. last year we did a comic convention here in Salt Lake City, 
cool. that was pretty good. It was actually really fun. And we wanted to do more, but this pandemic yeah, so, something yeah. Right, yeah, there was a fucking global pandemic that we're still having. Yeah, yeah that, suddenly that we're living in a scary story. Yeah. I'll Dang do it. it. I was supposed to be in Europe right now. Jeez. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I was supposed to be working right now, maybe. Oh. So Anyway. <laughs> Woe is us. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a great episode. Thank you so much, Kurt and Shane. Well, thank, yeah. you. thank you was this was really fun and you guys again congratulations on on all your success and for for making your your dream a reality it's definitely very inspiring <laughs> and um with that we will say we'll see you next time on the confessional see you next time <laughs> <laughs>